One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. This is episode 99, and it is Christmas again. This is our third Christmas episode. Guys, it feels like years since we've been recording a podcast. It has been years. Literally. Two and a half. I think we started in uh, August 2020. In year old times. I, I, I feel like we've had a lot of... I always remember the, the, the New Year episodes that we've done. Mm. I don't know why. Just those ones in particular. Um, That's always a fun time. On holiday, you're not like dealing with work and stuff normally. Yeah. So, Christmas. But yeah, Christmas. So we thought, you know, again, we, we've kind of gone back to this um, more casual format where we're just chatting for an hour in one, one solid segment rather than uh, splitting things up. Unless we have something specifically to split it up about. So just mm-hmm. thought it'd be good to talk about Christmas things. First mm. one being like just Christmas traditions. Like things that, you know, because one thing I found growing up was that like you grow up and in, in your family does certain things at Christmas, right? And I found it to be kind of like a bit of a shock moment when I found out like other traditions that I had never even heard of that other families, just my own hometown, like did. Like, right. Um, Example being uh, Elf on a Shelf. Have you heard of this? Yeah, we've talked about this on the previous year's yeah. podcast. Yeah. So um, which is kind of weird and creepy to me. Yeah, without rehashing it too much, I mean, it's, it's you just, like, you have a little elf doll and you put it on a shelf somewhere in the house and it moves around. The, the parents move it around and the, the kids are looking for it. and It's super creepy. I think it's kind of creepy, but I didn't grow up with it. I'm not a massive fan of dolls, but there you go. Um, yeah. We haven't even got a Christmas trip yet. That's the, we always did a Christmas tree, um, and up until very recently, um, it was always like a, a living, like a real tree. I think we first mm. started using our official one, like, after I got out of college, um, which makes sense. But there was, like, this really nice farm that was near my house that grew Christmas trees. Like, that was a huge part of their business. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's a lot of work to get a real Christmas tree each year. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Uh, but you know, we had this little thing at the bottom that you had to keep it watered and stuff to keep it green for as long as you could. Mm. Um, and then when we had cats, they would climb up mm. into it. <laughs> Which, you know, always fun. Or use it as a scratching post or pee on it or... Yeah. None of them ever peed on it. We, we managed to avoid that one. But, like... Um, That's more of a dog thing, I guess, but... Yeah. But some of the, the, like, the traditions that my family did, it was like, you know, we'd always... Well, we were Catholics, so we'd go to the, the midnight um, mass at the church and then get up early the next morning. We'd do presents with just the family, and then we'd go mm. to, when he was still alive, we'd go to my grandfather's house, and whole family would gather there, have a big dinner. Um, but, yeah, no, that was really it. Um, yeah, we're not a big uh, tradition family over here. Um Alicia's family certainly is. Mm. Mm. But yeah, so... Anything in particular that I'm just... I'm trying to think, like... If there was any... Oh, that was what... She was mentioning this the other day. This is something that you guys have that we don't. And that's the whole Christmas panto thing. Oh, um, yeah, the pantomime. That's honestly one of the... Events of Christmas I think I would still enjoy. Mm. Because... It, it's a laugh, the pantomime. Uh, there's, 
you know, the dame. I mean, actually, maybe the dame is kind of a bit... Maybe you can't do that anymore so much now. This is just like man in a wig or something. Yeah. I, I don't... So, I basically only have a vague idea of what it is. And I even I, I only have a vague idea because I've heard it mentioned and referenced in British media. But I really have... I've never seen it. I had to look it up to figure out what it was because... It's basically unknown over here. Yeah, there's a, a, a big... There's, there's there's essentially pantomime memes. <laughs> there's the he's behind you. Hmm. There's um, when they do the song where they're all walking around a bench and then a ghost joins in. And then it you gotta... It, it's one of these things. You gotta be there to and see it, it. It's like an interactive thing, too. The audience is expected to, like, mm. shout stuff audience at the... participation. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think there's also, uh, at the local theatre to me, I think they're doing an adult pantomime this year. God. Um, I don't know what that's going to be like. That sounds... What is They they just swear? Odd. Occasionally Uh, one person on stage drops their pants? I'm wondering if that's the way it's going to go, yeah. Uh, That somehow, like, doesn't seem... In the... It seems rather backwards, yeah. Yeah. So, actually, here's something. Um, speaking of Christmas traditions, because I had this mm-hmm. conversation with one of my coworkers, and she's she's located in the UK and somewhere up in the like the north near Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Um, she, like, we, had, you know, like party like gift giving exchanges, right? There's like Secret Santa, where Ugh. you. God, I sound like such a humbug. I, I actually I like Secret Santa. If you're gonna do one of those gift exchange things, that's the one I like because you get a random name, and yeah, you just you, that's because you have a worse equivalent over there. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I'm getting to because yeah. I I can tell I've I've like I've talked to you about so I told her about it and um, she I'm biased. I hate this type of gift giving exchange. Um, so there's three names for it. One is um, Yankee Swap. Apparently, it's also referred to as a white elephant gift exchange, or a, or bad Santa. I think was the third one I saw, and I'd never heard of the third one, but I'd heard. I like to call it colonization because we fuck over the people that actually own the things. It is the most like, like you see how when they say it's like in the Christmas spirit, it's like a, it's a good, it's a positive thing. You know, it's about, but that's not it. This this is like the least Christmas spirit type of gift exchange out there. Because you, essentially what happens is you get a random order, and Mm. people pick from a collection of gifts that have all been contributed, and Mm. they pick them in order, but if you, the first person just picks from the pile, they have no choice. Second person can either pick from the pile, or steal what the person had just gotten, and then the third person can steal from that person or the first person, and it's just the most fucked up thing to do at Christmas. It's like, ah, oh, yes. What what puts you in the holiday spirit? Robbing my coworkers. <laughs> like, who yep. in their right mind thought that that was a good idea? We have perfected this. Okay. This concept of game. Mm. Um, you have passed the parcel over there, don't you? Uh, maybe? What's it? You, wait, you don't know what Pulse Pulse is? Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I wouldn't be able to so, tell you what it was. there's a big ring of people. Hmm. 
there's music playing, mm. and you're passing this present round in a circle. Mm. And then when the music stops, whoever hold, is holding it um, gets it. All right, so it's musical chairs, but with gift giving. Yeah. Sure, but less shoving and shit because you just sat down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Um, but no, the my family, on Boxing Day every year, we have everyone now, and bear in mind, everyone in my family at this point is like, apart from the really young ones, there's a lot of us who are in their like, 30s to 60s range, right? Mm. And so there's some very old-fashioned music playing in the background. Yep. And we're passing the thing around. And if it stops on you, you get to unwrap one layer of a multiple-layered present, which has lots of small presents in each layer. Okay. So, and all the presents are, have the equivalent value of being one pound worth. Okay. And so you collate all these things, like, let's say, a pack of ten multicolored plastic cups, for example. Mm. Just interesting, weird little doodads. And then, but when, you, when it lands on you, so you get the prize, but you also have to take one random piece of dressing up. So... You 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 end up with people wearing like a wizard's cloak with fifties big pink glasses on and a false mustache mm. and like a builder's hat. This this does sound like a very British thing, but uh, no, no, it's not even a British thing. It's a my family. <laughs> oh, okay, I, um, I this is one I've and, never heard. Yeah. Of. And but no, it's great because and then when you get to the end, and let's say you have like. Some gifts that you, some presents that you, you're less keen on, like I don't know, five scouring pads with dolphins on them. Mm. Uh, you can then trade other people. So generally, the children want either edible things or shiny things. Yeah. So you can scamaz the children. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but <laughs> you, there's a back and forth trade. So you you, you both agree to swap. Yeah. That see that that I actually I like that that's it's it's not outright theft like Yankee Swap no uh, and the pictures afterwards look amazing because everyone is wearing ridiculous stuff that I think I like that element of it yeah um, in a in a lot of ways that that's uh, kind of what happens in a lot of um, RPGs like MMOs and stuff you just end up with just. You you equip whatever you know equipment has the biggest numbers, and so your character ends yeah. up looking like a circus act. Except it's like the event pieces of equipment you get, where it's like Easter bunny ears, <laughs> which you're never gonna wear normally because they give you cramp stats. But yeah, <laughs> just such a weird eclectic mix. Um, God, yeah, so that that's our that's <laughs> Boxing Day is our big. What what you day. described earlier with like the false mustache, the wizard hat, the pink '80s sunglasses, and the mm. builder's um, hat. Yeah. What that made me think of, it's like I just thought it's um, you know like Captain Planet, you know. Not really. Okay, I know all of them. But you you get the concept. Like these guys have like elemental. It's like earth, wind, fire, water, heart, and then they, they oh, form see, Captain yeah. Planet. It's like that, except with the village people. You've just created. Yeah. <laughs> like the amalgam of all of them exactly no oh. seeing like my my bold builder uncle <laughs> walking around with like a tiara on <laughs> is just endless laughs oh man 
Yeah, I, I quite, I think of the gift exchange, that one sounds like a lot of fun. I'd, I'd be willing to give that one a try. But um, the, definitely the one that I like the best that I've done is the Secret Santa ones. Because usually you'll set a price limit too. Because I, I like, when I buy gifts for people, right? Yeah. I like it to be personalized and something I think that they'll actually enjoy. So, I don't get that with Secret Santa generally, because generally the Secret Santa you get is someone you don't know. You're limited to like five pounds. Um, and you don't want to get anything like edible or anything in case you're allergic or some shit. Well, see, that, that's if, I guess that's true if you're doing it with coworkers. Um, but I'm but, but even then, yeah. you, you kind of know some of them pretty well. But I'm talking about, like, the times I've done it have been with, like, a group of friends. Like, people from my hometown. Yeah, like, okay. Did that one, and we'd set like a twenty dollar limit, right? And so I'd be able to pick something out that you know fits them, you know, pretty well. So like the I best knew, time I've done. Sorry, sorry. One time I got like um, this girl that lived in my neighborhood. Um, I knew she really liked Disney, mm. and so I got her like a Wally plushie. Mm. It was perfect. Yeah. No, um, so I did that with my D and D group for one year. Mm. And of course, I get the person who lives in Texas. Shipping so... guns. <laughs> and we all got each other basically. Di- we agreed that we'd get each other dice, and it was good and it was fun. That's good D and D themed stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but there have been Secret Santas in the past where I have been let down so many times by Secret Santa that I, particularly where it's like schools or workplaces where. You just get so. I get so downheartened by what people's imaginations can stretch to. That is to say, very limited, very lazy, very rushed. Whereas I've put some yeah. time and effort into mine, and I'm like, well, fuck you. This was barely one pound <laughs> worth of shit. Um, See, that that's the thing. But I've I've personally always found a lot more enjoyment in finding the gift and giving it to someone that's that that was that was a shift that happened to me like probably in like my but probably when i was in like middle school when i was like 10 or 11 i stopped yeah i stopped really caring so much about what i was getting and i started really thinking about what i could give people it's not so much the item itself because i mean the item would have been a five pound thing anyway it's not like i was breaking the bank something it was it was the the clear visual lack of effort yeah yeah, like putting some thought into it yeah, which left me like, well, okay. I kind of wish I didn't do this now, really. Yeah, um, I, and I mean, I, can, I guess I can I can say this because this will be coming out on Christmas, so I, I won't I won't be spoiling anything. But like for <laughs> um, this year, for my mother and father, right? Mm. Um, again, I for my dad, he's been doing a lot of working out, a lot of running. Yep. And so I got him this really nice pair of like athletics Under Armour like sunglasses. Yeah. Um, my mother, um, well, I mean, she's honestly. I bought oh, a shotgun. <laughs> she's a, she's a little bit, a bit easier. I got her um, this this bourbon whiskey that's aged in Merlot mm. casks, so it's got a little bit of a wine whiskey kind of flavor to it. Lovely. Yeah. Did you get anything for the dog? I did but it's not going to arrive in time for christmas oh he's gonna be so upset with you <laughs> he's just he's just gonna be happy that i'm there oh that's how it should be he like 
Every time I come home, that dog, like, he just sprints over to me and he's running around me in circles and jumping up on me for, like, 20 minutes until he finally mm. calms down. He's a good boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, are oh, we going to be watching a, a Christmas film? That's actually my next topic on here is talking about some Christmas. Just just chatting about Christmas films in general makes a good one. Like, I um, see. Stuff. Well, obviously, we all know the best ones die hard. Yeah, I know. And uh. I, I, I'm... I'm still not sold on the fact that just because the movie takes place at Christmas, it's a Christmas film. Uh, I I, but, don't, I don't even think it, it really is. I think more the fact that everyone is so adamant that it isn't makes me want to believe it is all the more. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not hardcore on one side or the other, but I just the argument that it's set at Christmas and therefore is a Christmas film just doesn't fit right with me. Plus, it's enough. set in California, so there's not even any snow. California has Christmas. Yeah, but they don't have snow. They're doing it wrong. A I Southern see. California Christmas is an inferior Christmas. I said it. Oh my goodness. Um, um, but quickly, before we get off the dog topic, just this, okay. this has nothing to do with Christmas. Juan's getting a dog. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you said. Uh, a, what, I, what breed was it again? So it's, it's this designer breed. So it's one that they literally can't breed naturally. They have to do an artificial insemination for it. Right. It's... Um, oh, a pug and... No, no. It's a husky and a Pomeranian. So the Pomeranians Pomeranian. are tiny and the huskies okay. are yeah. fairly large. So they have to do it that way. But it's actually kind of adorable. It has like two different eye colors. Like one eye is blue, one eye is like mm. this green brown. Yes, he's in a picture, I think. Yeah, it's all it's all fluffy, but it's got the husky face shape. It's it's a very adorable dog. So yeah. um he's been thinking about getting a dog for a while now. Um he hasn't had a pet in quite a while. Uh so that'll be that'll be nice to see. Just and that'll mm. be if that comes through, then his his son will get a very special Christmas gift in the form of doggo. Yes, I mean, there's probably no greater gift you could receive at Christmas. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, people should be very careful about buying pets for Christmas, obviously. Yeah. You gotta make sure you can take care of it, too. Like, that's the yeah. only reason, the only reason I don't have a pet is because I have to, I, I live fly alone. Places. And I have to fly yeah. places sometimes for, you know, a week at a time. And that happens frequently enough that it would just be probably bad for the pet because I'd have to either have people coming in to take care of it all the time or constantly mm. be bringing it to it like a daycare or something. But because I, I love I love animals, I had all kinds of crazy pets when I was growing up. Yeah, but not to get distracted. All right, so Christmas movies, Christmas film. Yeah, one that I I never really watched it. I can't remember really watching it that much growing up, but um, it's one that I saw a few times. Just because my dad and mother would put on, because they apparently watched it a lot growing up. Yeah. And that was uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Do you know this movie? I see. No. All right. It's a black and white movie released in 1946 or something like that. It's about this guy at Christmas time. Like, he's. It opens with him on a bridge about to, you know, take a plunge into the icy water. Lovely. And um, he's clear. And the, the movie goes through like what Filled brought him with Christmas chair. <laughs> well, the thing is, it, it has a very, very happy and wholesome ending. So it, it's okay. him at the end of his rope. And so he, it, the movie then goes and establishes like how he got to this point. Like, mm. grew up in this small town. And for whatever reason, instead of traveling the world, he ended up taking over the family business and helping run it. And every time he was going to go out and live his life and stuff like that. 
or you know even to the point where him and his wife's honeymoon had to be canceled because it was right during the great depression and they they ran a bank and so he had to spend all their savings keeping the bank open yeah because um, it was like a small family run uh kind of bank mm. and um anyway so all this stuff kept doing that to him and then you know even more harder times were coming around on christmas he can't get credit and he's is it's looking like they might lose their house and stuff like that and it's just all overwhelmed him and it brought him to that stage and this is it does have a kind of a, a supernatural element like you get with um like with uh what is it the Chris, christmas carol the the one with scrooge um, right yes a christmas carol and an angel comes down and gives him the opportunity to see what his is life would be freeman? like if he was never born what is it is it morgan freeman no it's not morgan it, that would be damn it morgan freeman i may not have been born at the time this movie came out if he if he was alive, he would have been very very young. I see. Uh, but no, and so he gets to see what the the whole town is basically transformed by him not being there. Like right. there's it, it's a lot seedier. Um, people who he knows to be good people are in unfortunate jobs. Like one of his yeah. closest friends, who's actually a pretty good guy in the reality where he's alive, is um, running a fairly like seedy bar. Mm. And um, he see in his like he finds out that his brother, who in his reality is like a war hero, he's he's dead in this reality because he didn't he he drowned as a kid because he saved his brother when he was a kid, right? And so all this stuff like kind of piles up on him, and then he he just he wants nothing more than all all those issues that he had that put him on that bridge in the beginning of the movie suddenly seem a lot smaller and. He wants I realize to... you just told me the entire synopsis of the plot that in theory we're going to be watching. It's still worth watching. It's I'm okay. I'm, I'm skipping over a lot, but I'm just giving you the, the main bullet points. Gotcha. So it all comes together at the end, and he the, the angel restores him back to his reality where he's alive, and he goes home to find his family there, and that the whole town has come together and done a collection to help you know keep his keep his to, to pay him back for all the good he's done throughout his life, and it's just a very wholesome ending. I mean, I was thinking more like the original Wallace and Gromit films, but sure. <laughs> well, I mean, there's also A Christmas Carol, which is the, in all its many, many iterations. Oh, no, no. It's been too many. Too, no. Well, okay. There have been, been a lot. Is there one that you like? What? Christmas a Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, yeah. Is there is there one that you would point to and be like, forget all the other ones, I'll watch that one, and that's the one that, you know... Because I agree, it's oversaturated. Everyone's done. It. I hear the Scrooge McDuck one is probably pretty funny. The the one that's that like the yeah, that's actually the one I'd choose. I, I'm not. I don't think I've seen any in the end, but obviously you know the plot, and I mean yeah. For for anyone out there who has lived under a rock, um, the their basic, entire existence. Yeah, the basic premise of a Christmas Carol is a money lender in London is like very miserly hates christmas and um just is very stingy and not very charitable he gets uh, these christmas ghosts that come by and show him his past present and future and convince him to change his ways and become a better person that's that's the main points in the story mm -hmm. um, then he becomes elon musk <laughs> and then scrooge mcduck founded spacex <laughs> invented a flamethrower and I went mean, out on the streets ironically I mean 
Elon Musk started off with a uh, finance platform. He was one of the co-founders of PayPal. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do like the Scrooge, like the, the McDuck version, the Disney, Disney, yeah, the Disney version of it. Yes. Um, though I've heard that the Muppets one is really good because it actually stars Michael Caine. Oh, really? Yeah. Excellent. And well, actually, I was actually thinking about when, when we were talking about Christmas films, but I was I was thinking of Muppets, but I wasn't thinking of the Christmas one. I was thinking of the Muppets Treasure Island. I've seen that one, but only once in a long time ago. I think I've seen it a very, very, very long time ago. Because I have memories of it, and I remember very much enjoying it. Yeah. But apparently, yeah, the Muppets Christmas one, Michael Caine mm. is Scrooge, and he apparently performs, like, uh, like just very, very well. Like, he, he does a, a good... I, I think I may have seen it at some point in my life, but I can't remember much about it. Uh, other Christmas And movies. his heart grew to the size of a tangerine. tangerine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The Grinch. The Grinch is another classic yeah. one. The original animated one, although the, the live-action one's okay. It's alright, yeah. yeah. I haven't uh, seen the animated one. I've seen the animated one. That was one of the, the go-to uh, staples that I watched as a kid at Christmas. That one mm. and uh, the original, like, Claymation Rudolph movie well maybe we should watch really one of the i don't that that's reminding me of like the fucked up roll dahl books now um because i mean they were pretty fucked up especially in the older versions of the films I, like uh witches i don't know the i don't know what you're referring to actually oh um uh charlie and the chocolate factory oh okay yep um but the witches was horrifying as a child to me and I think I must have watched it around Christmas because it's one of those things where you mentioned Christmas and it makes me think of that film mm. and it's about some families that go to a hotel and there's like a, a witch convention or something and they're turning all the children in the hotel into mice and trying to kill them or something now Roald Dahl has done a lot of very nice friendly children's books which for some reason whenever you put them into film Makes it incredibly creepy and scary. Except for Miss Fantastic Mr. Fox, actually. That was a classic. That's a good movie. It's a great fucking have you movie. Seen, have you seen the, the, it's the new one that came out with like uh, George Clooney played the fox? Yeah, apparently that one wasn't as good. It, wait, is there another version of it? I believe so, yeah. I've, I, see, I could be wrong. I've only ever seen the recent one where it's... I think it's like stop motion or something like that. Or if it is, it's animated yeah. in a different style. But... I, I My memory is only of the actual book, though. Okay. Um, yes, Boggis Bunsen Bean. One short, one fat, one lean. These terrible crooks. Uh, equally rancid in looks. Are nonetheless equally mean. I think that's the rhyme. That sounds about right. I think they say that at the beginning of the movie, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but no, my favourite one... Um, the, the The Pheasants. Uh, George's Marvelous Medicine. We had to we had to read it as a book in school. George's I, Marvelous Medicine is a bat gun. I the I've only heard of a couple of these, but go on. Uh, so George's Marvelous Medicine is about his father was very sick, and they're quite a poor family. It was just George and his father. I don't I can't remember what happened to his mother. And um, they it's all about. Um, 
poaching pheasants from these rich farmers. There's a lot of evil rich farmers in Bold Dahl books. <laughs> uh, and basically they come up with this plan to have a mass heist of pheasants one night. Uh, and it was, it was fantastic. I don't think they made a film of it, but it was a really mm-hmm. good book. I, I'm wondering if maybe these were... These seem to be more like a British thing. Because mm. even the ones that I, I'm, I know that you're talking about are ones that I've yeah. only heard about once they came to film and presumably much later. James and the Giant Peach? That, I saw the movie. The Claymation movie. Um, the Giraffe, the Pelly and Me? Probably nope. not seen that one because that's not a film. Uh, but it is one of his classics. Um, I said James the Giant Peach, didn't I? You did. Uh, there's another classic one, which is eluding me. Oh, the BFG. Big fucking big friendly gun. giant? Oh. I was thinking of the BFG from <laughs> Doom. The, the, the big fucking gun. No, not that one. Uh, yeah, no, lots of, he, he did a lot of very popular books. But yeah, like I said, most of them adap- when adapted to film, very creepy. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. I hated I hated China and Chocolate Factory. I, I was can't say so I know, sinister. God. I can't say I know much about the um know much about the book. And the really the I haven't even seen the new movie. The only iteration I've seen, which is weird because I actually do quite like Johnny Depp movies. Mm. Um, well, I've, seen, I've seen the older version of the films. Yeah, the older one, Depp yeah. Movie. I saw we, I, I saw that one quite a few times. That was again another classic growing up. It's not Michael Caine, is it? Ah, uh, no, it's not. He's got a similar face. Oh God, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Uh, um. But yeah, no, just the, the horrific way in which the children are treated in it. It's just... Oof. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they live. Well, yeah, I mean... And, I mean, I feel like... Alright, they... you're not allowed to say this but anymore, but they, they fucking deserved it. Like, they were all, like, spoiled brats and they needed a good kick in the pants. Y- y- well, Charlie also was a, yeah, but... was a brat. He was, but he wasn't as bad as the rest of them. And in the end, he redeemed himself. If Did you think he? about, it. yeah, because so if you think about all the other Bretts, they were they were all doing something really messed up. He he did one thing, and that was he stole one piece of candy, right? And in the end, after getting chewed out, he gave it back, and like that was his redemption arc. I mean, it's not like Augustus Gloop was going to throw up the chocolate that he ate, or, or the, the yeah. woman was going to spit out the tiny little gumdrop that she ate. That's true. She she wasn't really... Oh. Yeah, I guess really her, her biggest thing was just she, she talked way too much. <laughs> um, it was Gene Wilder, by the way, was the guy that played oh. Willy Wonka. Um, gotcha. Which, which I it makes sense why you're thinking of him, and because he's in movies with Michael Caine, isn't he? He just had a very similar, the similar presence, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and also the similar time. I feel like. Yeah, he. Th- I mean, this movie. I'm looking at this now. I didn't realize it was this old. It was 1971. Mm. Which 
Yeah. You know what movie I want to uh, rewatch again? Uh, what was that one with um, Sean Connery and Michael Caine? The uh, the man who would be king. The man who would be king. I want to watch that movie again sometime. Just just I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, oh, that that was a good movie because we only watched it that one time, and then there are some. It's gonna sound bad. There are some good films about the British Empire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, if you can say anything about it, the British Empire did do a lot of good in the world. They spread a lot of technology and spread a culture. Lot of te- yeah. But they also crushed a lot of cultures. That's true. Yeah. A little... They. It, it's not like anything in history. It's not 100% good or bad. But of mm. the empires, um, the British kind of left their former colonies in the best shape. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean the fact that they were a lot of the colonies were strong enough to then stand up for themselves and kick us out. Yeah, <laughs> is I guess a good thing. But um, no, I think that there's um, I remember there was a really good film. It might have just been called Gandhi or something. Um, mm. I think I've heard of this movie. When Gandhi, from I think from when he was born to when he died, and. I remember watching it in school, and I really want to watch it again, actually, because it was very... It really pulled at your heartstrings. Hmm. Especially some of the scenes where some atrocious things happened, and you're like, there's no way that the British Empire did that. Yeah, they totally fucking did. Yeah. Uh, Well, something... I think I know the, the bit you're talking about, and it wasn't actually sanctioned, and the person who did it ended up getting condemned, fired, and they they brought charges against him. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, there was there was one particular very, very bad incident that happened. The su- specific part that I was thinking about, which was in the film, was the Amritsar massacre. Yeah, that guy got in a lot of trouble and was actually prosecuted by the Empire for basically... Murder. Yeah, yeah doing That's what slaughter. he did. Exactly. Um... We, we, we ventured but, away from Christmas a little bit. Well, yeah, sorry, we're coming <laughs> right, to movies. Let's, fin- let's finish the topic and then we can, we yeah, can yeah. loop back around, but go on. Um, oh, and I was just going to also mention that, that when, they're, when they are peacefully walking on the camp hmm. and they're just walking up in a line, getting clubbed down and the next person's standing up. Um, like I said, very emotional film. And I, I will be... I want to watch it again at some point. Yeah. Anyway. I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things about it. I know a lot about the history surrounding that that stuff because I'm a massive history nerd. Mm. But yeah, um, what else do I have here? What do you think about like the whole? I, I'm curious about this. Um, is it something I've put thought into? If you have kids, right? Yep. You plan on like you know raising them with you know believing in Santa until like a certain age. No, you're just gonna nope. you're gonna be interesting. I am fist. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. What, say oh. that again. I I, 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 lost said, that. I shall rule with an iron fist. No. Um, sorry, kids. There is no fucking magic. There there is no fucking Santa. But you better damn well believe in the Easter Bunny. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, He's a no, bunny I supremacist. My my parents never. Particularly enforced the fact that Santa was real. Um, it's one of these things where if they want to believe in it, I'll 
go through the rigmarole of, you know, sneaking into their room and putting a present in their bed kind of thing. But for the most part, I'd rather they just they just knew the truth in advance because I see full grown adults these days pretending like Santa's real and it makes me cringe. See, I um, I, I kind of think that at least until they're like maybe six or seven years old, just if they don't figure it out, playing into... Because I feel like that's that's something that's important for somebody's childhood is to like, you know, believe the world is a little bit less, you know, cold and that there is, there's you know, magic out there. And mm. um, I think it's good for the imagination and stuff. I, I think I, I... My parents did do it when I was growing up and basically had suspicions that it wasn't real by the time I was like seven ish, six or seven ish. Yeah. And then I pretty much figured it out by seven or eight, but I, I kept up the ruse for a little bit longer. Cause I was like, oh, I get extra presents doing this. Um, but it was around like um, fourth or fifth grade that uh, I just told my parents, I was like, yeah, I, I, I realized it's not, it's not real. Um, but I think, I think if, if I have kids, I'm going to, I am going to, do that at least until they're like five or six. Yeah. yeah. I want to be my all my kids to be the ones that go into school and they go up to the other kids and they're like, you know, Santa's not real, right? <laughs> oh, there, there's an asshole like that in every every class. Um, no. Um, that's that's a that's the kind of kid that just like um, likes to break things. Thing is, I don't think I'll have to do that much because I think Alicia will be the one that sorts all that out. <laughs> I'll just be the one kind of going, yep, listen to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, something I got a bit of a free pass on that. Um, God, I was thinking about saying it a moment ago, and I've utterly forgotten it. Oh, yeah. Something that I want to start doing, well, um, th- this is not a promise at all. This is a, okay, this maybe is, this it'll is, happen. This is an idea uh, in his brain and nothing else. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I've got a, a, a drawing tablet somewhere in storage, and I'm going to hopefully try and get it out mm. uh, before the new year. And I, I want to start trying to do more digital drawing and maybe some drawing stuff on stream. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Actually, it would. another thing, also not a commitment, but something we could do, especially since I have mm. a week off. Excuse me. We talked about doing either a video or a stream about this. I have all those Pokemon cards. Oh my god! We keep talking about this and not doing it. <laughs> I know. I know. They're, but at least they're here now. They're literally they're sitting over there in my dining room. I can. We can do it any time. Mm. We just need to plan for it now that you know, there's some time off. Are you working next week or do you have the week off? I am in work on Wednesday, and well, we can discuss this afterwards anyway. I'm just, I'm just curious, just to, I mean, it's, it's a podcast, it's going to go out we on Christmas, so. We could potentially do it next week, yes. Yeah, just, just, just a thought, because again, this is going to go out on Christmas, and the, it'll be the week after Christmas that we're talking about, so it's, it's relevant. You got many family plans over Christmas? A bit, so I, I personally, um, the way my family does things, we rotate uh, holidays, so mm. we used to do all the holidays at my grandfather's place, every year. You know, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, it was always there. Mm. Um, but since my grandfather passed and, um, you know, his house got sold, we've moved it around so that we started rotating. So, like, my parents did, like, Easter, my aunt was doing Thanksgiving, and my uncle um, does Christmas. My aunt doesn't want to host anything anymore, so my parents now have Christmas or Easter. Well, you've got a house now. You can host. 
that's what they, they tried to do Thanksgiving here this year. And I'm like, the house isn't ready for it. But that might be in the future. It wasn't ready. For, it literally wasn't ready for it. Uh, Thanksgiving. Not that for was not for my. Whole, I had been. It was. It wasn't ready for my whole family to come here. Uh, I think. I mean, having yeah. you and Alicia here, it was. It was two people. Yes. As opposed to having like eight. So I I, yeah. I needed more time. Is, do they need to be able to stay the night? No. No, but they need okay. to be. There needs to be enough room for them to move around and eat dinner. I needed the leaf to expand my dining room table, which is still back at my condo. God, you need to hide all the embarrassing anime stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quick, hide the porn. No, oh, the so, um. Sorry. Yes, just, but to finish off your your question, now so Christmas mm. is always at my uncle's place. Um, so my aunt, my parents, me, we'll all be heading up there, and then I'll we have a nice day eating food. Exchanging gifts and playing in the the yard outside with my cousins. They have ATVs too, so we might go like riding on the trails up there for a little bit. Yeah. What I'd love is if at some point between Christmas and the New Year, if you get a Hive uh, tabletop Monopoly game going, maybe or something like that. Some kind of like yeah, like a big board game that takes a few hours or something like that. Yeah, um, something like that. But now my one of my cousins was over recently and. He was saying how he see he when he was very young he was into Warhammer and mm. recently he kind of has been looking at it again and he just straight up bought like a very nicely painted army of uh, Ultramarines mm-hmm. and he's basically got them hidden away in a cupboard and at some point he had a like a girl over mm. and she's like what's in this cupboard he was like no 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 and it was too late. And she saw this massive collection of Warhammer. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I, what, what's the what's the harm in that? Did she? What is she? Is is he afraid well, that she's going to turn he around looks and like go a nerd? Yeah, is she going to turn around and go nerd? <laughs> Apparently, he took her to a. Um, you know how you get these VR places that you can like rent for for a short game. Yeah. So. It, it, it was one of these VR places, and there was like a booth with which you step into it, and then there's VR stuff inside. And so he went in there, and he was doing it, and she was waiting outside. I think either she had gone first, or she was going to go second. And he hadn't realized that the booth wasn't soundproof. So he was playing like a zombie game, and he was like shouting, like, oh, fuck, zombies! Ah! <laughs> and he walks out at the end, there's like a queue of people. Stifling laughs. <laughs> oh my god. It's awesome. But yeah. So yeah, it's we got a... to see a bit of family this Christmas, which was rare. Yeah. Yeah, well, you were saying you had... That was the, the cousin you had from um, down in... New Zealand. Down Under. The, down, mm. the, the neighbor to Down Under. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Now yeah. he's got New Year's to look forward to. Well, I mean, New Year's is going to be... look forward to first. But... So that, that's the other thing. So, I mean, I've got Emily and Gabby coming up on Monday. There was supposed to be a D&D one-off where Kevin, Jake, Duncan, and them were all going to come up here and we were going to do like a one-off <gasps> D&D in Oh, okay. Person. Have I got D&D stuff to talk about with you? But go on. <laughs> but what happened, like, uh, I don't know if it's going to happen now because Duncan's like whole family caught the flu. Mm. And so he's not sure if they're gonna, he's going to be 
well enough in time to actually do it. So that might not happen. But New Year's, uh, we've started doing this thing recently. Like uh, Jesse might be hosting a New Year's party. But what he, what we've been doing, because like, we're all getting older now. Several of us have kids. Um, mm. So we've been doing New Year's, but we celebrate New Year's in British Standard Time and GMT. Mm. So the New Year's party wraps up at like 9 o'clock. I see, I see. And then everyone can go home. Uh, so I might be doing that. But besides that, my week's you know pretty pretty open. Hmm. D&D-wise. Yeah. I've been trying to get my party to end the fucking season for like the last two months. Mm. And in the, the previous episode, one of the players basically went and got themselves killed. But not even that. They got themselves knocked out and carted away to buttfuck nowhere. And so the rest of the party was like, oh my god, we've got to spend the rest of this session trying to get him back. And I made it very explicitly clear that this guy was gone, alright? Yeah. You are not getting him back, he has left the area, you're at a very important meeting in the morning, you can't afford to leave. But they were determined to not do the main campaign, and I am... I fully accept that it is a bad DM that railroads a party, but... Occasionally it's necessary. Two weeks before Christmas, <laughs> uh, and there are things that need to happen sooner rather than later, because people in the party are waiting on events to happen. And finally, in the last week before Christmas, I managed to get them focused, and they turned up to a final big encounter, like this thing had been coming up for weeks and weeks and weeks, this big meeting between... The, essentially the Emperor of the Empire meeting with the leader of uh, the, the forest folks, basically, to, to sign a peace treaty. And they were all super on edge. They were anxious as fuck. They knew it was going to go wrong. And obviously it did go wrong. And they were all like, ah, oh, excellent. It's gone wrong. We now know what has gone wrong. We can deal with this. And they start fighting. And it gets to one of the people's turns. Now, one of the party members, like three months ago, said... I'd like to try a different character. Um, so I said, okay, brilliant. You are now a pawn in my game against the rest of the party. And in this ultimate final episode of the season, they've saved the Emperor, they're dragging the Emperor back to shore, and then that party member turns and stabs the shit out of the Emperor. And then walks away from the party, like, peace, I'm out. I've achieved everything I need now, I'm out of here. That's... And there was just fucking silence from the party. It was amazing. That's an amazing twist. Oh, oh it was God. Great. Now you've got me thinking, I've got D&D &D stories for you actually too. Go for it. So, we're currently in this massive tomb where it's just like... Full of all kinds of crazy cursed stuff and issues and things and um, a lot of traps and there has mm. been this. So one of our, our I'm I'm the party's tank. I'm a paladin. Um, mm. I have I have heals, but to a limited degree. A lot of us have healing. This powers. is the Jesse game, right? This is the Jesse game. Um, okay. So one of our friends posted this quote, and um, he's just like, "Yeah, I feel like this is me and." Uh, my character's name is Domikos. 
So like, I feel like this is this is me, Adamikos. And the quote is, forget, quote, tank or healer. The most important D&D party member role is person who touches the cursed objects. Hmm. <laughs> Which... I mean, they can be... Like, what happened... In the last session, what happened was we found this giant propeller blade made of adamantium. When you step on the floor, it turns on and sucks you into it. <coughs> so, what do we do? We got a little fire familiar, <coughs> attached it to my character, and then yep. sent me sprinting down the hallway to teleport past the blades at the last second. And it was just like... Nice. So, it, it worked... But if it didn't work, I would have been mincemeat. <laughs> that was a kind of an, an object I gave my party, which wasn't cursed as such. Hmm. But it's like a, uh, you, it's like this lantern, which if when you light it, hmm. it takes you to like a a, a, a a side dimension, shall we say, where you can only see what was happening in the real world based on, like, small amounts, small orbs based on the p magic potential of a particular person is near where their body was. Yeah. And you can walk basically through walls, through people, anything, and then reappear up to 30 feet away, I think it was. It was. And then it has, has, like, a recharge time before you can use it again. And... One of the people had been given this because they're trying to do some espionage on a camp. And they decided that this was the right time to try and test the boundaries of this magical item by stepping beyond the 30 feet. And then they almost got mauled to death by dimensional demons. <laughs> and then suddenly the item became a lot more interesting to the rest of the party. They were like, oh, I want to play around with this more. I'm like, you almost died to it. <laughs> Why are you more interested in it now? <laughs> Oh god. Um, but yes. Anyway, D&D aside. <laughs> I mean, D&D's fun. A couple of years past, like um we've had people in our group want to do like uh Christmas one-off encounters. Ugh. Um I played a barbarian Santa that ride that rode a grizzly yeah. bear one year. Um you tend to get either barbarian or druid Santas. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun trying to find the uh the token image I was going to use for him. Mm. Oh, I remember actually you asking me about that. I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We've 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 gone on. I think we've we've exhausted everything about Christmas besides talking about the uh, history of Christmas, which we covered in our quiz segments in previous years. So no mm. need to go into that. Exactly. Well, I feel like we did do in previous years. We have done a lot about Christmas. So this has just been a podcast. It feels like, but but we talked about Christmas things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we, we, it's a podcast with Christmas lights hanging off of it. Mm. We should have talked more about Christmas food, I feel like. That's something I can really get into, but you'll yeah. have to wait till next year now for that. Yeah, yeah, we can't use up all our ideas. We've got to wait till year four. Which, actually, quick thing before we end off. This is episode 99. we got to think is. of something for episode 100. That's that's a big number. We've been coming yeah, up on that for a while. 2023, episode 100. Yeah, maybe that'll be the New Year's one. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Alright. Well, that's where we can end off. Um, yeah, this is going to be the end of episode 99 of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.